Let's drop the green flag on this episode of the Talent Tank Podcast with your host, Wyatt Pemberton, bringing you the best, fastest, most knowledgeable personalities in Ultra 4 and off-road racing. All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to the party. Uh, Bench Racing, Sturgis, South Dakota, Bike Week. What's the name of this thing called? The Black Hills Throwdown at the Buffalo Chip. Man, that's a that's a ten dollar phrase. Shannon, how you doing? Todd, how you doing? How's everybody else out there? I saw Terhoon on here. Some of the uh, the, the the parties here. I am uh, currently drag racing all the way up uh, on Sturgis right now. Yeah, ho- hauling butt. I know uh, Justin Wicks hit me up. He wanted to make sure we got him up on the panel. Uh, anyone else? Uh, that you know, uh, repeat offender. Um, you know, like I see Nate Jesse up there, uh, Jeremy's on there. Wow. Mitch sweet, man, Mitch, how you doing, man? Uh, good to see you. Uh, yeah. So here we go. We'll get into this. Anyone that's, uh, listening to this now is, you know, live is probably not going to the race because, uh, uh, tomorrow is going to be a busy day for those guys, but here we go. I don't know. What, what is this? Is this like the fourth session we've done like this fifth? I don't know. I've lost track. Oh, it's definitely more than four. I'd say at this point. I think they're, I don't know. I kind of dread them. Uh, but then when we do them, I'm like, God, that was so much fun. I had such a blast. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. And honestly, this is the one of all of them this season. This is the one that I'm having the most FOMO over. I'm not going to lie. I'm having some serious FOMO over this one. Well, when you get tagged, I don't know if you were tagged in, but I got tagged in like all the, the motorcycle picks, like everyone that was hauling their, their Harleys up with them, you know, like the, you know, chip and company. And I was like, God, not that I need a Harley, but, um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about bike week. You're talking about Sturgis. You're talking about the biggest, you know, bike rally in the world. Um, looking at, you know, I think the population of Sturgis is like 6,900 or something like that. It's, it's a pretty small number, 6,800. And they're expecting attendance somewhere between 700,000 and a million people in that town this week. How awesome is that? I love it. I, I love it. I mean, I, I'm involved with Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. I'm already having envy in the sense that um, the guy that I helped put on Four Corners Motorcycle Rally in Durango with over Labor Day keeps sending me pictures of Ultra 4 people with him. And I'm like, hey, those are my people. <laughs> so it's like a cross-section now between what I've done with motorcycle events and with Ultra 4 being there. And, you know, Kid Rock is playing on Sunday, which is another thing that I'm a little having a little bit of FOMO over for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, so he, here's my thing: is I look at like the, at like what this race looks like, right? It's a it's a west race, it's a north race, and going through, you know, going it's trying to just figure out where everyone kind of sits in the points and like who who is this race important to? I realize Ultra Four doesn't even have the North Series points. Like you can't even like sort by north point you can sort by east or west so i'm not saying that they've marginalized the north series but um you know bailey cole 14400 up there which you know cinched his first uh 4400 race win uh you know wh- when was that i mean that was june early june late i mean it seems like a long long time ago when we had uh that montana race it seems like a long time ago but it's really cool to see bill students uh prepping his car again for Sturgis. right and then my next thing that I was looking for, you know, since then we ha- we had Tennessee, and we're going to talk about Tennessee for sure. That was an East race, but then we also had the uh, the Mid America deal, um, the Visions event at uh, J Oklahoma at Mid America Off Road, uh, Mid America Off Road. Yeah, that's that's Mal, uh, and that place absolutely amazing. But when it comes to you know the finishers or who published them, I know Ultra Four carried the production, but I. Outside of my memory, in which you know I've slept about a you know a couple times since then, and had a lot of work in between now and then, I forgot everything about that except for like I know I think Bailey rolled, I think Chip rolled, or yeah, I, I don't I don't remember exactly how it all went down, but I couldn't find results for uh, for the Mal race at all, and you know uh, how about uh how about uh Easter knockout race and knocking out their rear axle. At that race, did you see those pictures? No, I didn't see any of that. I did that, see, that, I, 9-11, that 911 car knocked the rear axle out of it. Oh, no kidding, really? Yeah, yeah man. Um, I, I saw I saw a trash truck knock the rear axles out from underneath it the other day on the Beltway down here in Houston. 
laid the whole trash truck up on its side and just took all the axles out from underneath it. And I was like, that is some impressive carnage. Like James Cantrell is the only person who might not be impressed with that. So as we launch into this, I'm going to, I, I want to, th- I want to throw out to, uh, Jonathan Terhoon real quick. Terhoon, I know you, you, you texted me about this and I saw you finally posted something on social media about it. I'm going to give you the mic for a second to, uh, to talk to, about this off-roading deal that you're going to try to get everyone back trail wheeling in the middle America area. Uh, give us the 411 on that. Oh, uh, nothing special. Just the, the weekend of the, the 10th through 12th, uh, Basically, a couple of us said uh, we should go wheeling. Actually, we said we should go wheeling about two years ago, and I finally got tired of talking about it, so I just made an event and invited the entire world. So anybody that wants to join, uh, a couple of us are bringing some old willies down there. My my 47 uh, willie CJ2A with me. Um, Just getting back just to going out on the trails with no schedule at all, just having a little bit of fun. Uh, It's a good time kind of in between races. Um, it's right after Crandon, but that's a little bit different, uh, being a holiday weekend. So going to a Blue Holler off-road park. So anybody that wants to join, um, it's strictly just a, a show up and go trail riding, but anybody's welcome to join us. We'll, we'll be there for the weekend. Well, and I, th- I threw that to you because you and I had a discussion just recently about, I don't know if the right word is perspective, but between ra- you know all the races and all you know and and with inside racing we're 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 big guys you know we're adults but at the same time there's a lot of drama and, and sometimes that drama can it can be negative it can you know whirlwind and it can suck you down and, and you know terrible vortex and you and I had a discussion about getting back to getting perspective back and and not letting the 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 drama drag you down and suck you in and and ultimately we know what happens that spits you out. So uh, that really, as you brought that up, I thought about Ryan Miller and the and you know Brian Crofts and then Adam Shearer, all the guys that had the you know they're in the you know the right around World War II uh, Willis you know aficionados. I think you know Ryan Miller knows more about you know Willis's than uh, the Willis Factory, but. Uh, uh, along those lines, you brought your idea. I think Nate Jesse has a Willis now too. And, and I started thinking about it. I was like, man, you guys, uh, maybe you guys got it right. You guys uh, sit back, regain perspective. And that allows you to actually go harder when it actually does come time, come race time. And uh, I appreciated uh, your insight on that this week. So does that mean you're going to be joining us there? No, I suck. I, 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 I'm so busy with work. I need to get, I need to get perspective on that. You know, that's, that's, that's the other problem. You know, as we sit here, sounds like a bunch of excuses there, bro. It's like say about excuses. Everybody's got them just like assholes. And man, you got a whole bunch yeah. of assholes. You said it, not me. Yeah. Well, uh, as, as we kind of, kind of get launching here, uh, want to go back and talk about a, a couple things that we had, uh, races that where we missed, you know, you heard the, the mid America off-road. I want to go there. I'd like to see ultra four nationals end up there at some point. Not that the West coast likes coming to Oklahoma. But from what I saw, there was a lazy river that you could float around in. Uh, there was, you know, nice bathrooms. I don't know from everyone I talked to said, you know, that event in and of itself being a week long event and concerts every night that if we had nationals there, it obviously wouldn't mirror that or match that. But, uh, and obviously there's no way to make nationals be in July. So, uh, so odds are that it wouldn't be the same type of atmosphere, but they did say it was, you know, a you know, world-renowned uh, facility that you just can't beat. Like, there's nothing, nothing remotely like it. Um, and uh, and on that note, I'm going to kick it over to uh, Chip McLaughlin. I think Chip uh, jumped up here because he had some insight on uh, on Mal for us. Chip, hey Wyatt, how are you, sir? Man, I'm here. Uh, give us the give us your rendition of how the Visions event went because I remember before it even went off, a year before it went off, you you were pushing it. Um, you were inside that inner circle, and now that we have, uh, you know, we've got a few weeks under our belt after it. Walk us through uh, what you thought about the event, how it went off, and uh, and then how you did. Well, uh, first off, I sorry I'm on here late. We're unloading stuff here in Sturgis, but uh, you know that Vision park the what they're doing there just overall not even with ultra four but just as a park in itself man they, they knocked it out of the park it was eight nine days worth of events every day they spaced it out where you can make it around to each one of them not get tired 
uh, we kind of ended up the, you know, the latter part of the week we raced on Friday. Uh, JT went out there, set up a really cool short course that they had been using for the side-by-sides. Uh, the jumps weren't really great for, you know, the big cars on it, but, you know, we managed them, and then he put us a mile in the woods. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a great practice for us. You know, we are coming here to Sturgis uh, this week, and then we got Crandon in a month. That's what we went out there for. But, you know, the payout was amazing. It was $10,000 for first place, 6000 for second, and three for third. And we came home with second and third. Um, we might have had first and second, but, you know, things don't always go to plan. We lost brakes. Brad and I did five laps in. Uh, Zandy actually smoked a motor. Didn't even know the motor was blown until we got home. Um, but everybody raced clean. It was a lot of fun. They had Lazy Rivers. They had ACDC tribute band out there. They had all kinds of different bands out there. For us to go to an event like that, you know, the payout was a lot more than what we do with, you know, like regional events with Ultra 4. Not a knock on anybody, but it was worth going. Uh, I was kind of surprised there wasn't more people that showed up. Um, but the, the track was amazing. When it comes around next year, it's going to be way bigger. They had, you know, trials and tribulations of a first event, and they're learning from it. Uh, they took criticism well. They asked for feedback, and it's just going to get bigger and badder. And it, it's a cool deal. And you know, JT and Allen, and uh, you know, there was a, a whole lot of Ultra Four guys down there working the event, like all the events. They watched King Sling break a world record for uh, the longest mega truck jump, two hundred and twenty-five feet, I think. It was just amazing. It was it was action all week, and you never got bored. If you got hot, you went and got in the pool. And beers in the pool were only two dollars. Yeah, they were cheap. Uh, when we went there a year, you know, right out a year ago, they were free. But you know, the government came down on and said can't get free beer. But uh, yeah, it was cheap. I mean, there was vendor food vendors everywhere. I mean, I've never been to a park like that. I mean, you go break something in UTV, you can go to their power store place and buy whatever you need to get up and going again awesome. so we'll definitely be back well don't go anywhere chip because i want to talk to you about because uh, about you know sturgis because you are boots on the ground up there for one of the guys that are logged in logged on that is uh that is there right now so don't go anywhere okay hang with us will do all you right know why i do yeah go i had started that long thread in talent tank insiders on on that event before it went off so as, as somebody with an event background and looking at what they were undertaking i was watching that pretty closely and i've got to say hats off to them for a first year event uh i had lots of little birdies telling me all sorts of stuff about what was happening out there and and overall, I mean, for for what they took on, it was more than a 10-ring circus, and that is not easy in a first year. And it sounds like they really they really pulled off a lot. Sounds a little bit like they might make it a little bit tighter next year. Um, I'm hearing that maybe not eight or nine days, maybe more like four or five days. But um, I just, because I, I, I started that thread, I did want to just say hats off to those guys for what they what they were able to make happen out there. Yeah, the stuff I saw, they absolutely looked like they killed it. I can't imagine doing that many days. I mean, you know how many days we do out at Hammers of Racing, and that's uh, that's just a killer in and of itself. But, uh, yeah, Chip, thanks for giving us the, the 4-1. I mean, it seemed like a good good event, and, and the coverage was, was really good, obviously. It was our own uh, Ultra 4 team, uh, Ultra 4 crew that was handling production, which was which surprised me. I, I expected to see more push from them, but... I didn't. I just didn't see it up anywhere. Maybe it was because it, they were focused on getting this event going because there's a lot on the line with potentially, you know, seven hundred thousand people, you know, going by uh, your front door at a, at an event. So I can see where that's going. But um, yeah, so so Tennessee, uh, I I I hate going back and looking at who picked who for what for uh, for that event. But um, the 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 guys who we expected to win. Um, Kind of did the one that absolutely I got to give a shout out to. I mean, we knew we knew Blyler was going to be good in forty four hundred. I mean, that's kind of a no brainer East Coast race. But uh, but Cade Rod, Cade Rod takes his his limited car, his EMC car, which not a lot limited about that car except for thirty sevens and and uh, threw forties on it and went to Tennessee and puts that thing um, in second in P two, and I found that to be. Very impressive, but it also uh, it also lays it out there for guys like you know um, 
someone else who's in a Miller chassis who lives in the state of Michigan who talks a lot of smack um, and I call the number one sandbagger. Uh, it really lays it out there for him that yeah, how competitive he would be in 4400 as well, which we tell him that all the time. So hopefully he looks to make the modifications. I think he jammed his chassis up pretty bad there. So I think he's having to re, you know, cut off the front of his car and, and now maybe it's going to be 4400 capable. Um, I think he had a shock, a shock placement issue on that car. And of course you guys know what I'm talking about Casey Gilbert number one sandbagger. <laughs> you know, uh, Wyatt, K did amazing. He qualified, you know, he went out there, he pulled the first place pole. I started behind them. Unfortunately, I got shot out. You know, I had car problems like one mile in, but I watched him go by every lap. I got to hang out with JT out on the lap, you know, and watch everybody go race and not me. But he was, he was getting everybody help and he did amazing. And he even came to visions. And when I had brake problems, he took over lead and he was, running away from everybody and then ended up ripping a, I think it was a drive shaft bracket off the frame and took out the transmission and some other things. It was a really, you know, just bad luck deal, but I'm really proud of that kid. He's coming up and uh, I'm enjoying the the smack talk with him and enjoying what he's doing for the sport. I mean, hell, you can bring a 4,800 car and go compete against IFS cars and all these other things. You don't have to go spend half a million dollars on a car to go race. Hey, his car is not cheap, though. I mean, it, it is a it is the cutting edge car that they they're kicking out at Jimmy's, and and you're right, absolutely. From a driver's perspective, he is coming uh, into his own. He's been really good for a bunch of years, but you know, as you know, every mile behind the wheel uh, under green flag is uh, is going to be an advantage, and he's getting there, and he's absolutely getting there. And on that note, I see no reason why uh, he won't be. Very early off here in this uh, this fall season of the talent tank, I haven't had him on yet, and uh, I've talked to him about it. So I can see, you know, that's that's the carrot here in the beginning of this show. Uh, we'll get Kate on. We need to talk to him. All right, man. Hey, Wyatt, can we give a give a shout out from Tennessee? There were five drivers that finished the entire all the laps on the race. Uh, obviously, Blyler was first, but Cade was second, Miller third. Porterfield fourth and Tad Dowker in fifth. So I thought it was really cool to see that those five made the entire race. It was absolutely brutal on a lot of cars. Uh, and, and I just like to mention those five because I, I said last time I wanted to pick somebody besides Blyler and Miller. And I picked Cade, uh, Porterfield, and Dowker as my top three. So I thought it was pretty cool that those guys uh, darn near got the podium like I called it. So nice job, guys. Don't uh, don't feel sorry for Dowker. He took the uh, ten thousand dollars home at Visions. Yeah, I did. That's the only one I could remember. Like how that went down. <laughs> I mean, which is which is absolutely great for him. Hey, man, uh, t- Zandy broke a top ten uh, out at Tennessee, so you've got to be happy with that, right, Chip? Oh, I am so stoked. He, you know, he's a team owner. Um, there's a whole lot of smack talk that nobody gets to see between he and I, and we both make each other better drivers and you know when we went down in the first lap you know we kept cheering him on as he went by and he had a problem i think it it's been a while i've slept since then. i think it was 12 laps or something whatever it was like nine laps in he broke a kingpin on the top of the axle and they actually were able to get it back into the make it three miles in really rough terrain make it back into the pits bang a welded kingpin out replace it and out in 30 minutes and still came out with a top 10. And, you know, those guys, and everybody jumped in. Bailey was there. He had a problem with his motor, uh, which is a lot of jokes about that. But Yeah, well, I was just, just going to say, like, if we are going to give that, like, like the Bad News Bears Bad Luck Award for an event, it clearly goes to Bailey Cole, right? Yeah, and if the, if the people that don't know what, what happened, he – he smoked. So he smokes a motor. Friday, he He's, yeah. Friday, he takes off and qualifies, and he smokes a motor. What nobody really saw was Thursday night on the way to dinner, the spare motor literally fell out of the back of the truck and rolled four times down the highway at sixty miles an hour. It hit every corner of that block, including the heads, the block. I mean, it was, it was bad, and you know, just to rub, you know, salt in the wound. We're sitting there trying to figure out how to get him back going because nobody wants to win in the pits. And I walked up, and I'm like, so is your car going to be sponsored by Max Traps when we get home? And he just looked at me. I'm like, what, too soon? Yeah, right. No, well, I deserve it. 
should be should be Elrod. You know, we'll talk about Bird yeah. here in a moment. With uh, right. but yeah, should be Chris Elrod. Uh, Elrod straps. Uh, I mean, free free marketing right here for Elrod. Uh, poor Bailey. Um, but yeah, to see you know cubic dollars just bouncing down the freeway behind you in the in in the rearview mirror. Right. And he had he had bad luck in visions too. He rolled pretty hard in uh, qualifying. Uh, car was okay. He took off, and then like in the second third lap, he lost oil pressure on that motor. And I know when my guys went up there to get some other stuff Saturday, his crew was still there um, like four days ago. I don't even know what day. Today's Wednesday. Four or five days ago, still in Oklahoma waiting for their motor to get back from Oklahoma. And I hadn't seen them show up here today yet, but um, I'm hoping they get things back together and we can go race. Yeah, and get, get, get off to the races. I mean, literally off to the races. Well, let me go into this. Let me go into the talking points. You know, uh, I, I, I didn't see him on here, but he supplies it to me anyway. Miles Hasselquist, you know, the voice of Hammertown, the voice of Vulture 4, Miles and I, you know, tight, grew up together here, uh, grew up same town, I shouldn't say we grew up together, he's way younger than me, like like five years, so I didn't even see him in high school, but uh, this thing, uh, Sturgis, South Dakota, you know, I brought up, it's, it is the biggest, world's biggest motorcycle rally, this is the 81st annual, uh, if you guys don't know where this thing is, it's in southwest South Dakota, it's near the Montana-Wyoming border, Elevation thirty four hundred feet, so you know we're three quarters of a mile up. So that 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 may have a little impact to uh, all of us that are like sea level mouth breathers. Uh, could be a problem, right? Sixty eight hundred population, possibly you know seven hundred to a million people visiting there uh, in the in the next week. Um, it's going down. Our race is going down a place called the Buffalo Chip Power Sports Complex. So the Buffalo Chip, uh, if you've seen the pictures circling around the internet, huge metal buffalo with a chip cut out of it uh as we just had chip on here i think that's probably like his his he's probably wearing shirts that already have that on there he's he's a fan right if it's gonna have his name it better be good but but this place uh it's got bars showers houses you know laundry a general store on-site gas station apparently a bikini beach um i i don't know how many drivers i'd like to see at the bikini beach but it's probably close to zero the race itself so talking to JT, he, him, John Goodby, and Chris Elrod, Bird, uh, they they redesigned the track that was out there, and they've uh, they've they've got it they've got it worked out where they've got a two mile short course, and this will be a heat style race. But on that two mile short course, it's super fast, but it's super technical. Uh, there's some good good jumps in there. There's uh, some dropper jumps, berm turns. You got two big tabletops. Uh, there's a big roller section, and then um, I almost hate to mention it, but there's a small rock section. And of all this, from talking to JT about it, he's basically like, smart drivers are going to do good, but if you're a little bit reckless, it's going to own you. You're going to pay the price. So as uh, you know, the words have been said, you, can, uh, you can't you can win a race in a corner, but you can lose one. I think that's going to really come out here. And from what I've seen of pictures, there's not a tree around, so no chance for anybody to hit trees. Which you know, coming out of the the Tennessee race, there was lots of opportunity to hit trees, and then at Visions, I saw Bailey did a whack a tree on a downhill. So there's certainly that. Uh, weather's looking to be mid to, mid to high eighties, so and sunny, so it looks to be beautiful. As I mentioned earlier, this is a you know it's a dual points race, right? It's the third race for the West. This is the second points race for the North Series. I've got the standings for the West Series up, uh, but I t- there's no Ultra Four website, you can't really pull it up for uh, for the North, which I don't know. Like I said, I do, are, are, is that is that Allen's way of marginalizing North? I don't know. But, I don't. I don't think they have the points up for the North yet. They yeah. didn't. They, the Montana race isn't up yet, which seems crazy. But uh, as as we stand, I'm going to read off the the West kind of your 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 top. 10 where we stand right brian crofts is in first place in the west west points race then jp and rap jp and raul gomez right on his heels those two are tied for uh for basically second third uh Shearer in fourth von gittin in fifth then you got a uh, bailey and her father shannon uh right on their heels then you got the the young buck darian gomez and then waylon campbell and dan wyrie kind of wrap out wrap up your uh your your top 10 um Every single name I list, every one of those guys is a formidable contender, and uh, most of them are, are there for this race. So, at that point, um, we've kind of gone through that stuff. I was going to work my way through. Hey, uh, yeah. Hey, Wyatt. 
Yes, sir. North only had one race. This is actually the second race of the North. The third North race is going to be Crandon over in Labor Day. That's right. So really, I said this is the second North race, right? Yeah, yeah, so you're right. So Bailey. You can just go off the results, which is Bailey in first, John Grounds in second, Bill Coons uh, in third. third. Um, And then you've got Tom Prendergast and Jade Wickham rounding out the top fives. And then I think the next the next racer that we've got that raced at Montana would be Townsend, Jordan Townsend. He finished seventh. So I think you're I think you're right. I think that's probably the easiest way to look at it since I didn't sort it by that, but I do have uh, those guys wrapped up. But yeah, Bailey would be your your north guy, and it is cool to see Bill Koontz, uh back. He did doing so well with the uh, the TTB car that you know Jesse Haynes and, uh, and Bill Koontz and uh, and company all built at Torchmate. What year was that again? Like 2010, 2011? I know I've talked about it with JT. JT was the factory driver for that. You know, Robbie Gordon raced it a couple times. Eh, cool to see it back in the fold, but also cool to see it. Uh, it's going to race uh, this weekend. Yep. So with the series crossing the the, the south and or, or west, I guess it is, and the the north, the 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 west champion will be crowned this weekend, but north won't be until uh, until Crandon. After Crandon, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Well, 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 let's let's tear into it, Terhoon. You are my guy that always keeps me honest on uh on, on who did what, when, and where. Um, as we look at the the entries, I'm going to talk about UTV. It's the it's certainly the the class that I know the least about and the least I understand about. Um, it was nice to see all of our uh, King of the Hammers forty you know you know UTV guys that race forty four hundred show up at the Visions event and, and spank people. Uh, the Miller brothers. Um, you know, obviously who I'm talking about. They, they actually killed it. Kyle Chaney. Um, good to see those guys out there uh, racing events like that. Anyway, 4,900. I guess uh, as we look at it, Josh Smith won in Montana. And uh, Jacob Versi was third. And you know, I'm just going off guys that are currently on the list that are registered. And then uh, Zachary Davis was seventh up there. I didn't look at the West Points for... Uh, for 4,900. Oh, well, here we go. Got it now. West Point's Jacob Versey in first, Josh Smith in second. We were just talking about those two guys, and that's that's why they flip to the top. Uh, Josh Zol- Travis Zolinger. I didn't see Travis' name on here. He is. He will be there. So he's currently in third in the West Points, and he will be racing there. And Jason Sosi, Saucy is in fourth, but I don't see him on the uh, the register list. Anyone know that guy? Yeah. Sorry, Saucy. Probably even said your, said your last name wrong, but... uh. <laughs> Love the last name. And then Cole Clark would be top five. You can, you can hear in my voice my excitement for UTV. I get it. There's uh, there's 25 of y'all lining up. I know little to nothing about y'all, but I did. I know between Josh Smith, I know John Rance is racing in there. God, you know, Scott LeSage, I'm a fan of that guy. He's going to be out there. Jamie McCoy will be there. That guy's a formal contender. He's probably going to be have to be my, my pick to win. I love my panel. None of you guys are UTV guys either. We need to fix uh-huh. that. Oh, I'm kind of a UTV guy. Just at Hammers. You know, know the you other know. thing you might want to mention about UTVs is these new classes and how that's going to mix everything up. I actually have no idea how that's going to work. I I, I actually lost, lost following it when I saw the uh, the message, and you guys even saw me on Facebook say, you know, what is this message? It's uh, Ultra Four coming to Facebook to say, "Hey, we'd like your input, but don't talk about it on on Facebook." And I was like, "What is what is that?" Uh, and I knew like Brad Level would be wound up about it. Like, send me an email uh, and and then let us let's have a dialogue about it if that's the way we're gonna go. I I I get it. Um, there's changes going on in UTV. I don't necessarily know them or know what the difference is so uh, for me to speak about the, the goings on with utv and where they're looking to split classes or add classes i know it has something to do with the way the pickup points are on the bottom of the chassis and what you can and can't modify but outside of that guys i haven't followed i have no idea it's it's kind of simple it's you know i've run my razor twice in hammers and the chassis is pretty much trashed i mean you know, let's be honest, they don't make them to go do King of the Hammers. So they're trying to make one class that might end up in 4,400 where it'd be a full two chassis, full custom, up to 300 horsepower. Then another one where there's pickup points that are same, but you can change the, you know, change the frame where you can go and do a DOM chassis to make it safer. You know, so I think there's four classes. I don't have it right in front of me. 
I see it as a good thing. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the 4400, you know, them running with the 4400 because there's a weight difference. But, you know, if they're built right and they're fast enough, then there's no worries about it. Um, wasn't there so, wasn't there also a turbo non turbo class in there? They there's been talk about that, but I haven't seen any particulars on that. And that, so that can make uh, some of these newer cars that don't have turbos pretty interesting. Yeah, and and I agree, and I kind of see it like you know we started with forty four hundred, you know, King of the Hammers, what back in oh seven, and it evolved where we have Everyman Challenge, we got forty eight hundred, we got you know all these different classes. Now the UTVs are becoming inexpensive ish. It brings a whole nother, you know, genre into our, our sport. Well, I think we're going to have to split it up just like we did the big cars. I mean, I think we had 100 and, I don't know, 130 UTV start King of Hammers last year. You know, yeah, but I, think I, that's where I, going. I, I like where they are going from a competitive standpoint to a costing standpoint. The fact that you can, you know, let, let's take one of the Miller brother Miller Brothers cars. To replicate one of their cars, you're in the low 100,000s. Plain and simple, uh, low 100s. Those guys don't have, you know, over 100 in their cars. They've because they're they're national champions on many many levels and many many series is over many many years so they they do get parts uh, uh sponsored to them so their cars are let's say cheaper to them but at the end of the day you're talking about barely breaking a hundred thousand dollars on building your own car that you could go race utv at the beginning of the week at king of hammers and then you can go line up with the 4400s and clearly we've seen that that's something that's capable and that they're capable of doing it. Now, am I a fan of that? I'm absolutely not a fan of that, but I'm not going to step in their way and, and say that they shouldn't do it. I mean, if they fit the rule book, then okay, then they, then they fit the rule book. I think that there should be still some weight splits, but you know, I guess when we want to brag about being a uh, unlimited four wheel drive, if they, if they meet the rule book, let them go, right? Let them race. Yeah, I agree with you. The other thing you didn't mention at Visions, you know, the Miller boys showed up, and I'm going to tell you, those guys can drive. They're drivers. But Paul Wolf, a rock bouncer, showed up in his Razor, did the rock bouncing, the knockout, the, you know, endurance race. I think he did four races. And he didn't end up, you know, I don't think he ended up on the pole, but he gave those boys a run for their money. So, you know, that was quite interesting to me to see somebody that doesn't do endurance racing. He does pretty much all hill killing to go out there and, you know, get in a car for over an hour and really give those guys, you know, something to chase. And it was really cool to watch. So I like where the sport's going. I'm with you on it. I don't know how I like 4,400 with UTVs. If I come up, you know, in my car that weighs 5,500 pounds or so, and I come up on a car at 100 miles an hour and it weighs 2,000 pounds, you know, you got to play some physics there. Do I stay away from the car or can I bump them or? Well, I think I you're only that, gonna. You're only. I think you're only gonna ever cross that. Needs to be had. I think you're only ever gonna well, cross uh, that to on a on a lake bed. Didn't the, uh, didn't the UTVs run the same qualifying course as 4400? Where did where did the qualifying times end up? Weren't they pretty close? Yeah, we. Uh, so we beat the Miller boys on qualifying by like two seconds, but they beat us by like eight seconds on lap times because they can make it through the woods a lot quicker than we could. So it was pretty cool to see that. I mean, like we were. If the classes were together, it would have been a very interesting race. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Chip, has anybody brought up the issue with the weight difference that when uh, a UTV is trying to pass you and they give you the bumper, you're not going to feel it? No, but it kind of makes me laugh. I haven't heard it yet. I'd like to see somebody nerf uh, in a UTV nerf or try to nerf a 4400 car. It'd probably get destroyed. Which but, again, I mean, brings up the problem. Yeah, I mean, th but they're all good talking points. That's where our sport's going. That's what I like about our sport. It's innovative, and we're trying to encompass a lot of different things. Is it perfect? Hell no, not at all. But we got to go somewhere with it, right? Yeah, as long as we're talking about it. Just same as, you know, I mean, you bringing up the how-to grandfather in cars that are non-competitive in 4400 that probably shouldn't be there. They should probably be racing the EMC. But, you know, the same token, we've just seen some EMC cars that uh, – that did very well in 4,400 against 4,400 competition. So I think it, it's still a, a track thing. I know you guys have, you know, believe that you have some cars, you know, the rear engine cars, I think are the first ones that come to mind that in the EMC race, you guys feel they're not competitive, but they can't, I'm sorry, in 4,400, the, the rear engine cars aren't competitive, but they don't fit into the EMC rules. So at this yeah. point, they, they're the retiree level. Yeah, and, you know, I, I'm promoting that rule change. I'm, I'm working on that. It's got to be put to a vote. You know, and it's simply, 
hey, let's allow rear engine cars into the 4800 class. Everything else stays the same. One thing I was worried about is, well, if we allow rear engine cars, does that mean Razors can be allowed in the 4800? Well, if we don't allow IFS front ends, you know, it's got to be solid axle. That takes care of the, the side-by-sides. But, you know, we have, you know, a couple of solid axle rear engine cars that could, re, you know, change them out, put 37s on them, put single stocks on them. And it does better for the marketplace for, you know, guys wanting to move up. You know, it gives more attention span for people to come buy those cars and, you know, keep our teams going. And Well, for, for, for sake of timing, I don't want to cut you off because we're running down yeah. to you okay. know, t- t- 20 minutes or so left of the show. But uh, on that note, you know, Chip, you and I have talked about, you know, my version of that. My version of that is uh, do, doing away with the classes and everyone qualifies and you take the top 40 like NASCAR, the top 42 cars or who runs who runs in 4,400. Everyone else gets shuffled into the other classes and and you go forward and prosper like that. And I, I look at that as like a relegation, um, like what you see in like the Premier League and uh, Premier Soccer League in Europe uh, where – there is the ability to take, you know, a historical finishes, historical starts and put yourself in a position that, you know, just because you had one bad qualifier doesn't shuffle you to the back of the, the, the limited classes. It just shuffles you down a certain level, but you'd have enough bad qualifiers or enough bad races. Yeah. You could be Lauren Healy and have just, you know, or, or an Eric Miller who's just one King of the Hammers or a Blyler and just one. And you could be shuffled down into a, a, a relegated class, and and you look at it from like NASCAR's perspective. NASCAR does that. That's you know the, the fastest forty two or who runs on Sunday. Everyone else yep. uh, doesn't have a spot. That's the way uh, this weekend is. I think we've got thirty one or thirty two entries in forty four hundred. Originally, I heard it'll be twenty seven going to the main, but uh, JT's going to make it a percentage, so I think that number is going to go lower. I like that. It makes people drive harder and you know and smarter. You know, you go and qualify really good and get lucky well you make it to the main here you got to qualify then you got to make it through you know uh multiple heat races right so you got to keep the car together so it's a completely different type of racing and i like it a lot well it gives your limited guys that you know, you're i'm gonna say i'm gonna call them small budget guys i call them limited but let's call them limited on budget too guys a chance to be a good driver with not necessarily the best equipment on the road uh, you know, at the track and a good driver is going to prevail at the end of the day. A guy that knows his equipment knows the limits and he could find himself, you know, running in the 4400s, even though he's a limited driver. And I would say, you know, looking at like a, a Cade Rod in that r- regard or a, a Casey, you know, Casey Gilbert in that regard where Casey is clearly, uh, a, he'd be a front running 4400 guy, but he sits back and he races in 4800. You see what I'm saying? Like it would take away that that sandbagging ability by 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 going to that going that route. As that's my idea. But hey, I do, I digress. I want to jump off this. We need to we need to get get the ball rolling about this race. Uh, we start talking UTV. I'm going to jump down to definitely the limited classes. I'm going to talk 4500 4, real quick. Uh, you've got Dwayne Garrettson, uh, Joe Mashir, John Grounds, John Matthews, Lavazo, and Sean Rant Senior. I mean, gosh dang. I mean, grounds at Mexico and Montana, he was second. Uh, Matthews was first at Montana. Lavazo was third at Mexico. Rance was first at Mexico. So, uh, and then Dwayne Garrison, you can't count Dwayne is like, he, he's got, he had to build a separate shop just to house trophies. So this guy, uh, the, the 4500, just such a tight competition. 4600, man, Albert Contreras, that guy hits every race. Go is that John Matthews that's in there? Yeah, John Matthews. Yeah, he was first in down Montana. there in the in, in the blue jeep down there in the in the crowd. Is he? Is he? Is he on here? Shoot. There's a John with the jeep. Yeah, sure yeah I got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. John just joined us. I'll, I'll invite him up. Give me a second here to grab him. I just sent it. I just sent the invite. John Matthews. Sorry cool. to disrupt your whole recording here, but I, I saw him in there and thought he may be able to give us some good input. That's why it takes a village. Well, he and now he's probably not listening. So, John Matthews, if you see our invite to get up. Just cut me off and, and interrupt. I'd lo- love to get your take on uh, on on where this is sitting because right now you are the P1 in the north. Uh, like I said, we were talking about 4,600 before uh, Terhune optimally interrupted. That was, a, that was a good catch, John. We got Fleming, Alex Fleming. He's sitting second in the north series. Uh, John Snell, Josh Atterbury, Nick Henson, Sean O'Brien McNamara. 
Those guys were third in Mexico. Tom Biddle, I don't know who Tom Biddle is, but uh, rounding out the entry list is uh, one of my favorites, man. Twitchy McGee, he was uh, he was second in Mexico. Hey, Matthews, I, I, I see you now. You're, you're, you're flashing on my screen. How's it going? How's, are you up in a... Can you hear me? I can now, yeah. Are you in Sturgis already? No, we're, we're literally in the coast driving Oh, so you're 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 on the highway headed that way. Yeah, I have a really bad connection with you. I'm not hearing you at all, really. We're we're in the mountains, so yeah, probably not. Well, I'm I'm going to mute you, and we'll come back to you if you get better signal. Uh, let me know, okay? Yep. All right. So, uh, yeah, forty six hundred man. You know what I saw in forty six hundred for this race that was actually kind of shocked me was okay. The guy that, that that was first at Montana, Josh Pat, not there. Uh, Brad Level uh, was first in Mexico, not not there. And then Justin Reese. Where's where's Reese on this? Is is Reese on here tonight? Usually he 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 jumps in here. Somebody could tell me if he is. Uh, I I don't see him, but kind of kind of shocked to see the two guys that won the last two races. You know, with a north and a west race, that aren't even at this event. So I'm not saying this leaves it open, but there's some competition there. Alex Fleming being second in Montana. You know, Snell was third at Montana, fourth in Mexico. But man, I, I'm I got to be pulling for uh, I got to be pulling for Twitchy McGee. He, he's due, man. He's, he's been up there. He's danced around. He just hasn't, you know, put one, uh, in the, in P1 yet. 4,800. Wow. This, this, this group is tight, man. But Jeremy Jones, this is almost his backyard. I mean, this is almost a, a hometown race for him. That's, he, he was first in Montana. I think I'm going to go and put him at first as well. Steve Graff is up in there. I, uh, hey, Wyatt, we just got done spending the last two weeks working on Jeremy Jones's car. I can tell you what, he's going to be fast. Yeah, Cody, talk to us about it. <laughs> uh, we just took out the Atlas in that car and put it in an FCS case to see what it would do. So, okay, l- l- the car up. Little less parasitic. Okay. <laughs> so, so even no, better. He was, he was on fire at Montana. He actually ended up second overall behind Bailey. Yep. Um, so we figured, uh, why not give him a little bit extra and see what he can do with the rest of the rest of the crowd there. Well, Cody Knoll, thank you for man. That's that, that's why we put the feelers out there. Get everybody up here. Awesome. That, that is that's a good yeah. piece of information to have. Uh, I know we got Jay Eakin going up there. He's a good Murph dog. Uh, whew, gosh, Chase Caprera. I can't even believe I hadn't mentioned that guy's name uh, yet on this. Chase is uh, he is a force to be reckoned with. And then Brent Brett Harrell, Brent Harrell. Gosh dang it, I can't re- can't pronounce his first name. Brent Harrell. I think I saw was that a. Chance Holloman. Chance Holloman's in that group too. Chance uh, lost lost a wheel off his trailer on the way up there. I, I saw that. I thought I got a good laugh out of that. But uh, Chuck Crossland, he'll be in there. He's always in the mix, m- making it messy. Just Dustin Sexton. So, uh, so Wyatt, Chuck is the reason that I'm actually in the boxcar right now heading up to Sturgis. Oh, killer. Uh, yeah, so Chuck, Chuck has a blown motor still, and he's given Woody Rose, uh, Derek Trent, steps on the opportunity to go drive with his number this weekend up in Sturgis. So we went out and did the NorCal race or the two weeks ago and uh, did really well out there. And he said, you know, I kind of need somebody to, to take my spot so I can stay in the series points. So that's why we're heading up to uh, Sturgis right now. And that- Woody's going to be driving his, uh, driving up there as Chuck. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that, yeah. that, that, that's awesome. Good for Woody. Well, that brings us to the point of the conversation Bye. where we want to talk about 4,400. Back to 4,800 real quick, though. Was it Levi Shirley also running 4,800 because Loretta's down? Levi Shirley is not on the entrant list. If he's racing, I haven't seen it. He made some noise that he was coming. Yeah. So I did see a post that he was heading somewhere, and I'm assuming he's got the 48 car with him, but is it possible that he's racing it in 4,400? I hope he did. I hope he brings uh, Lele into 4,400, but... There's also that chassis that he uh, got from Europe, and I don't know where that's at. Oh, the Butler car? Yeah. The Butler d- car. I, I haven't talked to, to Levi in, in quite a while, actually. I, that, that's actually, again, that's on me. But I'm looking at the, the official list as of you know two hours ago that shows all the entrants and Levi's not listed. I'd love to see him back, uh, back on the list after uh, everything he's gone through. 4,400. Let, 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 let's do this. Let's jump into this, man. You know, we talked about the points race earlier. Who's sitting in it? Uh, we've got 31 cars. Um, you know, you heard from Chip earlier. His other guy. Man, who is the windy one? Oh, it's Chip. Chip. That's me. It's Chip. 
All right, chip muted his junk. Well, we, I mean, we've got the Gomez's going. We've got all the Campbells heading out there. We got Vaughn. We've got Lauren. Those do those two dudes, man. I swear, if I wouldn't know anything about the Ford Bronco if it wasn't for Lauren Healy. I don't know if, how everyone else feels about that, but that guy is wheeling a Bronco every weekend, or he's giving people rides in Broncos. Not that Ford sponsors us. They, they don't, but I'll gladly take a Bronco if they want to send one this way. But I'm yeah. sitting here looking at it with the doors off, soft top. Yeah, he's definitely been out in this thing. Yeah, I think they were just on the Rubicon. Just took the family, and that was their that, that was the getaway trip. I, I I love it, man. So going through the list, you know, I, I'm sorry I'm not going to pick you, Chip. You're, you're kind of due. We keep saying that, that you're due for a 4,400 race, but... The field is so freaking stacked. You got Bailey Cole up there. He just came off the Montana win. He's had two really lackluster appearances at Tennessee and and Visions. Uh, Bill Kuntz, I gotta say, he's probably gonna be one of my guys to be in the, in the top 10 with that TTB car. Great Montana appearance. Bailey Campbell can't knock Bailey out. Bailey is forced to be reckoned with, especially short course. She's really brutal. She takes some, she takes some very calculated, uh, fast chances on short course stuff as we talk about the course it's a two mile short course very technical in the sense but doesn't have trees so it's gonna be fast i mean you have to look at i mean you have to look at guys like paul horschel and lauren healy von gittin those are the cars those are the cars that are going to get after it these uh you know i've been around the course on the grom there's a lot of blind jumps that come into curves there's it's really technical i mean it's a short course but if you don't study the track you're going to get in trouble and you know, I don't mind you don't picking us for, you know, a win. But I was looking at the list yesterday when I was on the way up here, and we got 31 people coming in here. And there is – I mean, I haven't seen a stacked race with this many heavy hitters in a race in a long time. A but long time. The other side of that is it could be – you know, and I sound like Miles when I say this. I was like, it could be anybody's race. You got to keep your car together. There's some rocks in this thing. They're, they're pink rocks, oddly enough. JT thinks they're going to come apart. But – you know, it can tear up a car pretty easily. And some of these technical turns, you go into one blindly trying to pass somebody, you're off in the weeds and you can roll easily. I mean, I'm sitting here looking at the course and it's not an easy course. Well, and as you you bring it up, you know, right now, right here, right now on this chip is exactly it tight technical course. When you're going wheel to wheel uh, in these heat races leading up to this, you stand the very, very high risk chance of, of cartwheeling somebody or cartwheeling yourself if you guys make a, go inside outside on tires. I, I see it happening a hundred percent. I, I hope everybody stays safe and, you know, drives smart, but you know, this is the world we live in. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, I hope it's not me. And if it is, I hope we all walk out safely, but you know, the, the front of this course, it's, you know, three, four cars wide. You get in the back, it gets down to one lane and it's only two miles. So let's say there's 25 cars that start in the main, you know, that's, it's going to be a tight race. I mean, it, I think it's going to be harder than uh, Reno. I mean, on the cars, because Reno, you can spread out. I don't know what the mileage was in Reno, but, you know, this one, we're all stacked up with each other, and there's no way you're going to get away from anybody. Feels longer. F- f- this feels longer than, than Reno, but maybe, maybe not. I'd, I'd have to go back and, and look at notes on that. I mean, you guys are going to be the ones who, who obviously know that better. No worries. Well, uh, at, on that note, I, you guys kind of heard heard my take. You've got all the heavy hitters and chip. I, I appreciate you, what you had to say here because it, this type of race, this event, really kind of dictate. It kind of leans toward not dictates. It leans towards that pitch that I you know rolled out earlier to you guys. But uh, Chip and I have talked about this in in, in agnosium almost about and J team as well uh, about qualifying for uh for starting position but qualifying basically for class like which day you race on based on uh your standings so to speak versus this can an ifs car run in a limited class or a rear engine or whatever no we just take doesn't in my book it doesn't matter as long as you're the, the the best driver and equipment together uh you can do i mean if you're a really good driver you can get away with junkier equipment or if you're, uh, you know, a really terrible driver, you need the nicest equipment out there. Like, you know, a bunch of these guys, you know, that, that, that was a low blow. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. One of the other cool things, I don't know if anybody heard about it, and we just heard about it today, but they're really trying to promote this race here at the Buffalo Chip. And uh, from talking to Alan earlier, they gave away 15 spots on the radio to come drive with the professional drivers. So 
pretty much all the guys with two seat cars. We're going to be taking guy, you know, men and women who've never seen this sport. We're going to go take them around the track. We're going to put them in the car, put a helmet on them, and we're, you know, we're not going to do race speed, but we're going to go and let them experience what we're doing. And then they have the the concerts going. I think we got Kid Rock Sunday night here. They're going to give away more spots. So there's going to be like 30 people introduced in a very real way to this sport plus their families and friends because you know they'll take selfies or whatever so i think it's really cool what they're you know ultra four is trying to do here as a you know promotions and get the word about on who we are uh you know that's something i haven't never seen them do before so i thought that was pretty cool well it's good for the the, the teams and the marketing and and the opportunity to put yourself out there and sign you know sign autographs you know kiss babies and shake hands. But uh, the one thing that I, I, I actually had in notes to bring up was the parade. On on Friday night, you guys are doing a parade. I've seen it listed two places as 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. I'm not sure if the, the, the time on that, who's listening to that, could correct me. But even on web, uh, Ultra Force website, I've seen it in uh, two places, different times. It may be listed as 6 p.m. because that's what time Ultra Four wants the drivers to line up. Uh, but the Basically, parade's not yeah. till seven. That's that was yeah. my guess. Why I see two different times. But Chip, do you have any insight in on that parade and the route you guys are taking? So we've got you know Zany and I have been here the past two years. We were here with you know other organizations. So this isn't our first time here. In the past, we just did a parade through the Buffalo Chip. We go through, make a bunch of noise, drive the cars through the camp. This time, we're actually going up to the main stage, and we're actually going to park the cars where everybody would stand to watch, say, like Kid Rock or ZZ Top, which I think it's pretty cool that they're going to be here still. And all the fan, you know, people here that don't know who we are, they're going to come up and get to, like, look at the cars, touch the cars, and ask questions. And so we're going to be there for a little bit. It'll happen after qualifying. I don't know the exact times, and I really don't think Ultra 4 does either. But it's a really cool promotions-type race for us. And on that note, Mitch Sweat. Mitch, you, uh, you and Paul Horschel are out there. I know uh, you're sitting up here, Mitch. Give me the four one one from y'all's perspective, or or not, Mitch. You know he's being secretive. <laughs> he's being, he actually raised his hand. I, I knew exactly <laughs> what he wanted to talk about because I did bring up Portugal and what they have going. But uh, well, there he is, hey. Mitch. Sorry, trying to figure out how to use this thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, we're with Paul. We're in the Toter. We're just uh, driving cross country. Uh, we're pretty excited to go race Sturges. Um, we got everything all fixed up after that uh, tumble in Mexico. Uh, we got some new front suspension on there, a little wider. We got the car all set up for short course. Everything's running really good. So uh, we're looking looking forward to having a, having a fun time with all our friends down there. Man, that's awesome. So any any insight from you guys? Like what's your what what is um, what's Paul feeling? Uh, Paul's just excited to get back racing again. We've had a bunch of distractions uh, lately. With uh, we're building a new shop out there. Uh, we're working on designing a new car for the hammers. Um, just trying to get ready for next year. We put a lot of time into prep this race, uh, the chase truck, just spare parts. You know, just toter. I mean, everything it takes to go race these races cross country. So, so yeah, we're just looking forward to getting out there and and having a good performance. You guys crank out new cars quicker than anyone out there. Like, and to not be a production shop, it's uh, it's impressive what you guys are, you, you and Paul are uh, able to do. Yeah, I appreciate that. We try really hard. Um, we just hired another guy full time to help us, and so looking. Looking forward to that. He's been uh, helping us on the weekends for a couple of years now, but now he's helping us full time, so it takes a lot of uh, stress off me and uh, just gets help help get everything done all week long. So nice. Really nice. Well, I mean, if you guys are hiring, like I will throw myself, I'll throw my hat in the ring because I would love to like live in Park City, but I really wouldn't be much for the work part. But if I could just come and just live in Park City, I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're welcome anytime. Anybody is. Uh, we were hoping to see you when you came through to Jackson uh, here a couple months ago, but once we get this, everything's pretty tight right now. Uh, we had to knock a couple buildings down to get this new building built. So uh, once we get this new building up here in the next uh, couple months, uh, we should be full production, getting ready for the hammers, and and uh, it should be really nice once we get this new building up. Awesome. Well, thanks for thanks for the update, Mitch. Yeah, good seeing you guys. All right. Well, good luck this weekend.
All right, guys. So I know I didn't ha- have everyone handicap races like we normally do, but uh, my alarm's going to go off here in a minute. But I know after I edit everything down, it ends up being a little bit, you know, less than an hour. So I'm just going to cheat. We're going to go over as far as the handicap, uh, for, but we're only going to handicap 4,400. If you are up here uh, on the top of the, on the top of the list or whatever, expect probably to get called on. I won't call on everybody, but if you have ones that you want to talk about, absolutely. Uh, Cody Knoll, Cody, forty four hundred race. We ask you to handicap it. Who you got? Who's your top three? Um, I think Brian Cross is going to go out there hard. If the Gomez's are there, I would say probably one of the Gomez's is going to win it. Uh, those guys have been fast and running a lot at the NorCal series, so I don't know if they're going or not. Um, I'm going to say one of the Gomez's, Cross. Oh, all three are registered? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, every- DSI is telling me all three are registered in racing. He knows more about what's going on in 4400 than I do. Um, and Bailey, Bailey Campbell. Bailey I think Campbell. Bailey's gonna be. I think Bailey's gonna beat Brian. Oh man, I I, I want that too. Like I, <laughs> it's it's all good stuff. And uh, on the Campbell notes, uh, uh, Wayland, uh, Wayland had uh, his 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 wife, uh, girlfriend, fiance. I don't know uh, what, what what that official whatever is with those two. Uh, but they had their second baby today. So uh, you know that's uh, that's that's pretty congrats cool. to them. That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, so when you guys you guys see Wayland in Sturgis, you got a high fiving that he's probably got one of the coolest wives ever to give birth. She's still at the hospital and he is on the road to uh to go race. That's that is some dedication. Uh hey, uh Dom Balducci. Dom, are you listening? I know you're up here at the top. Uh I know you did a lot of work on Cade's car. If you're listening, jump on here. I'm gonna ask you uh ask you to handicap the forty four hundred race. Nate Jesse, I know you're up here too. Huh? Okay. There we go. Make sure it wasn't me. Nate, you listening too? I'm going to have to do a ton of editing to cut you fuckers out. All right, Nate, Jesse. Hi, Wyatt. Yeah, I hear you now. You guys cut out for a minute. So I think my three for this race, I'd say uh, Healy on the top spot, Horschel number two. And I'm going to go with Chip at third, man. Watched him at the uh, Visions race. He raced a hell of a race there. I think he's going to do wonderful in this one too. So, Chip, I got you for third. Thank you, sir. All right. Chris May. Chris. Chris is on here. We hadn't had him talk yet, but Chris, forty-four hundred race. Who are you hey, thinking? I, uh, I'd like to see Bailey uh, Cole do pretty good with all the bad luck he's had. So uh, I'm going to put him up there, and definitely Lauren Healy and Paul Horschel. Just big power. IFS is is going to win out on that short course. Got it. And then we hadn't had him t- talk yet, but uh, Justin Wicks. Justin, if I unmute you, what's what's your call to handicap the forty-four hundred race? So. I think if Lauren is driving his single seater, he's going to be real tough to beat. I'm going to say Horschel in second and JP or Raul in third. Yeah, no disagreement for me. And then uh, Shannon or Todd, which one of you guys want to go first? I'll go. Uh, nobody said McNamara, or I'm sorry, uh, Caprera yet. And short course, this I was just talking to Goodby, and he says it's 2.2 miles, and it's tight and technical. That sounds to me like NorCal. So I'm going to put Caprera up there. I, I don't know which one of the Gomez brothers I want to pick, but I'm going to put a Gomez brother up there. Mm, you know what? Lauren Healy has been doing short course longer than most of these guys. I'm going to put Healy up there too. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. That's that's good. Todd? Yep. There you go. I hear you now. All right. Sorry, I'm in the toter. I got to go. I got to say a little weird one. I got to go with Lauren Healy, a Campbell chassis, and one of the Gomez brothers if they can keep it together. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh from my from my end, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my three and uh and then we'll bail out of here. Cody Addington. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Cody Addington up there. I, I like Cody here. I like Cody and you know the Red Dragon. I think he's he's hungry, he's due for uh for for some stuff here. In a UFO car, man, Dan Wyrick. I put Wyrick in there. I know Wyrick, this is a bucket list race for him. And that's why, you know, they loaded up and they headed out to this race. So and he's uh, on 37s too, by the way. I'm oh, his car. wow. Okay. Well, I mean, definitely keep the RPMs up there. And then Jason Blanton. I hope he's there. I saw he, his name in the list. 
Blanton is brutally fast if he keeps the thing together. So those are my, I basically went three dark horses. I don't know uh, where they're going to be if, if I get, you know, the, the trifecta up there, but those are the three that I'm kind of a fan of. Uh, uh, Wyrick Blanton. Yeah. And Cody Addington. Anyway, well, guys, er, ladies, everyone, thank you so much for uh, tuning in for another session of uh, the talent tank bench racing ultra four racing. And uh, the race that we're covering is this is the, the black Hills throw down at the Buffalo chip. Wow. Crazy event. Looking forward to it. Well, everybody on that note, don't go anywhere. I'm going to stop the record and, uh, and we will have a, another discussion. Thank you for listening and taking a dive into the talent tank. Please like, and subscribe on Instagram at the talent tank or our website, the talent